Welcome to the process of progress, an ongoing conversation between two friends and sometimes other creators about removing resistance, moving forward, and manifesting your desired reality. If you've ever been at a loss with these frequently touted higher concepts, you're not alone. We're figuring it out too. Please join us for our bi-weekly check-ins where we test out some real-life applications, review our blunders and successes, and keep our faith in the, the process, process of, of progress. progress. Hey everybody, welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the process of progress. Hello. I <laughs> I God damn it. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I don't know why that was so funny. I'm like, it's not it's not that funny. It's just why am I laughing so hard? I'm here with Hollis Maloney. <laughs> Hi. And I'm, and I'm Cecilia McCarowitz. And this is the process of progress. Welcome. I don't know what episode we're on. I don't know either. I think it's time we stop counting. I think so too. I knew last week when we first tried to oh record God. this, but I, I don't know anymore. So, so full transparency. We recorded this episode last week and some technological fudge happened where we got to the very end of the episode and I realized that my computer had only recorded about the first quarter, if less, if less of the episode. And it was a great recording. But you know, know. what? It's um, even though I'm I'm upset at whatever I did. <laughs> Whatever I unconsciously did to stop recording, <laughs> I I do feel like what we're doing now is very apropos to the topic of this episode. Yes, <laughs> yes, it was sort of sort of a inadvertent icing on the cake. Yes, we, we are we got some real life experience on this mm-hmm. as as we're talking about it because mm-hmm. we're going to talk about commitment today. Mm-hmm. And yeah, showing up, showing up <laughs> consistently over and over and over. And I actually feel like I'm in a pretty great place because um, more transparency. I just woke up from a nice long nap, nice long Sunday mm. afternoon nap, and I mm-hmm. have I do not remember a single thing that we talked about <laughs> when we recorded last <laughs> week. <laughs> Perfect. So awesome. Going into this fresh. Uh, just this like we is always a rare do. moment where you don't remember, but I do. This is this feels good. I'm still waking up, so maybe it'll come back to me once we start talking. I'll have little uh, epiphany moments. Um, okay, well, okay, I I do remember this. We started off because um, first half of the the podcast, or, or first not first half, but first bit bit of the podcast was um, book reviews. Yes, because I I I. Finally finished Imagica, and yeah, <laughs> finally finished it, and we had discussed that when I finally finished it, we would do an episode on commitment, yep. so here we are. Here we are. Uh, so yeah, I, I finished Imagica, and I, I, I gotta say that it was totally worth it. Yeah? It, it ended beautifully. Yeah? Yes. Don't don't act surprised. You've never seen all this I'm trying to I'm trying to make it feel new again. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. I mean, for for anybody listening, it's new. Yes. Um, so <laughs> keep doing that. Okay. Keep saying, yeah. 
<laughs> really? It was really worth it? Tell me why, sis. <laughs> Um, no, it was, it was, it was a fantastic book. Um, so uh, Hollis has not heard any of this before, but for the audience who also has not heard any of this before, it, it, it ended up being like, it, it just ended up having so many themes that are really emerging in Hollywood and, and more mainstream media right now. Uh, particularly I'd say like the return to the feminine Mm -hmm. and it's how it's been excluded from our society and culture for so long and how it's done a lot of damage because we have excluded it. Mm -hmm. And it was, the story ended up being about its restoration, which like it shocked me. I was, I I did, I, I kind of saw it coming. I was like, Oh, wait a second. Oh, wait a second. I think, I think we're going to go in this direction. Holy shit, are we actually going to go there? Mm-hmm. And then it did. And the way it did was wonderful and beautiful. And I feel really bad for ever complaining about the book. <laughs> I was like, Chloe Parker, I'm so sorry for ever bitching about your book. Well, and it was wonderful. <laughs> I do, I do, like, I do think that this is this is interesting because when we are talking about commitment, it was a long time before you got to that Mm -hmm. point while reading that book where you started to actually feel the, the, the entertainment aspect of the book or the actual interest. Your interest wasn't peaked for a long time, which I think is also interesting when we're talking about sticking with something and not always getting rewards along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, which I do, I do remember it is coming back to me now that <laughs> <laughs> we talked about commitment as kind of this, this typical story like arc where you have like the beginning of something and you kind of have the motivation of something and then it strings you along for a little while and then you eventually go up and, um, and there is some sort of like a, a climax understanding of things and then, and then it sort of dwindles down and I feel like in in any kind of moment where you're committed to something there are there can be if it's if it's shorter it can feel like one ver- or one one set of that and then for something that's longer it can feel like little bits of that repeated over and over and over again mhm yeah well yeah, and, and uh, some a big thing that I took away from it, I mean, anything I read or, or consume, um, I really, I, I, I'm really taking notes of how, how I can use what I'm consuming to become a, a better writer, mm-hmm. whether it's, it's a horrible piece of work or, or if it's a good one. And this one ended up being a really good one. And you know, I was I was bitching about its length and 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 how it was moving along and and once I finally hit the end, it occurred to me that it it really kind of had to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine reading something that long that had uh, no build up at all. Yeah, and to establish a world that was that complex um, and that had an ending that was as significant as it was, I I could I was like oh. Oh no! It totally makes sense why the book was as long as it did, why it built the way that it did, why it was constructed the way it was constructed, and 
Um, yeah, I, I totally had to eat some crow on that one. I was like, wow, okay, I know nothing as a writer. <laughs> this, is, this is an expertly crafted work. <laughs> I just wonder if Clive Barker was asking a lot of his readers. Because also as his own creation and, and being an 800-page book, I know that you say now, looking back, it was... <laughs> that it was all <laughs> important to the story but mm-hmm. you know you could have given up at any point along the way and and not not gotten to the realization that not gotten gotten to the turning point where you then realized all of the preliminary part the first 400 pages or whatever it was was necessary you know do you feel like he's asking a lot of people um i I think it depends on the reader. I think some people really uh, find interest in just narrative in itself. Like even like I've, I've met some avid readers that even a properly constructed sentence excites them. And I'm just like, I, I need some character depth before I'm willing to follow along here. So and and some people really, really latch onto and are really lose themselves in the minutiae of a highly descriptive story. And, and I, I personally am just not like that. That is, and again, that is so, so personal. It's like, I need, I need things to kind of pull me along. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I guess the reason why I'm even diving into kind of the, the, the broader stroke of how this book was constructed is because you're right. It does tie so much into can, commitment um it was kind of like reading a long-term relationship yeah and and how it it did take a slow getting to know you kind of build up before you reached this really this really beautiful end that you were very attached to and then it's like the book was over and I was like sad because it's like I went on this beautiful journey together and now it's done and I was like oh um, but just that sort of uh, contrast of more of an instant gratification story mm-hmm. versus something that is so long like that and that you're like, no, I'm going to keep reading this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to gonna keep giving it a shot. I'm going to keep, you know, going back to the book and having it turn into something so satisfying. And that's, that's I know, points we touched on last week. Mm-hmm. We did talk about that. How mm-hmm. the appreciation, too, of sticking with something for the eventual end result or the the long-term gratification of it and how sometimes that's so much more rewarding than the instant gratification i brought up the marshmallow project that's what it was because i was thinking you brought up wait, you that brought, wait, up, you brought up, the, up the marshmallow exper- experiment oh yeah <laughs> the little kids yeah. and like that they, yeah <laughs> because i was thinking about how we can somehow learn this learn learn the process of of waiting for something and learning how to just get comfortable with the idea of long-term goals and long-term and waiting for some long-term gratification versus the instant gratification. And I thought mm-hmm. about the marshmallow project and the, yeah. and the kids waiting for the marshmallows and how I feel like every day as an adult, we still have 
we still have that experiment being played out on us over and over and over again because you can have your oh, instant God. you can have yeah. your instant gratification in so many ways and we're constantly being challenged with our long-term projects with also long-term goals for ourselves to really continue to stick with with just doing the little bits of work now having the small pieces the small instant gratification that leads to the long-term gratification which is like you know I can only imagine with you writing your book getting a couple pages in and how gratifying that can be and then you know knowing again that at some point in the in the near future that book will be totally totally completed yeah um yeah and I mean just to kind of get a little bit into my personal journey like I've already finished it twice Mm -hmm. like I wrote it once in high school Mm -hmm. it's really bad like I have a copy of the high school version it's printed out and it's in my sort of works version like my 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 younger me portfolio (laughs) um but yeah I mean I I wrote it in high school it's so bad oh my god it's so bad um one one fine day I might read a few excerpts for you for you people it's awful but you know it's like I still did it and then I was like you know, and then and then after college, I was like, you know, let's try writing it again, and I did, and 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 even that was like, I was like, it still wasn't that good, and I was like, okay, I was like, I don't know what insane part of me wants to go back for more, but <laughs> we're gonna try this one more fucking time, yeah. and. We're going to actually see it. And it's like I have a commitment to myself to actually get it to an editor and a publisher. You know, it's like it's like at least try to get it to that point. And if no one will publish me, then like get it on Amazon, you know, and to just have that that going back to that. And um, I I really I uh, we had touched a little bit on this last week, how what drives you to go back mm-hmm. to something and to commit yourself and to remain committed. And, and I specifically remember talking about, cause you had asked about writing and I didn't have a very good answer for you. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what drives me back to it other than it's potentially my life's purpose. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that has something to do with, with, what defines passion and, and an indicator of, of passion. But I, I didn't, I, I still don't have a good answer. I've had a week to think about it and I still don't have a good answer. It's just, it's just something I keep going back and doing. <laughs> so, but for you, mm-hmm. what, what projects have you, have you done that you just had to keep recommitting to and like what drives you back to them? Yeah. I mean, Right now, I, I feel like right now I'm committed very much to the mindfulness and anti-racism group that my friend Megan yeah. and I started because there's weekly homework assignments that we have that are very, you know, they require a lot of, they require a good amount of time. I wouldn't say that they're a lot of time, but to write them and then to do them can sometimes be time consuming. Um, mm mm-hmm. You know, for example, this week 
we have we have four week themes where we dive into we dive into a subject and we're starting in on white supremacy and this week it's all about the history of white supremacy and how it started with yeah it's like it's it's very uncomfortable and um but it's there's a podcast, there's reading, there's a, a conversation, a, um, a Harvard interview and conversation, and that take that stuff takes time. And then we have I'm part of a weekly subgroup, and we we talk every Sunday morning. And I mentioned this in our first recording when we first started meeting when my when my subgroup and I first started meeting, I would look at my Sunday mornings and I would think like oh god like now I have to you know, sit down and have my Zoom meeting with this group of people and talk about this very uncomfortable subject, which I want to do the work on, but it's just, like, to have to keep coming back to it, um, feel, like, it felt forced at first. And mm. now, this Sunday morning, I I got up and I was doing some of the assignment, and then I sat down and I had my Zoom call, and I just planned my day normally around having that meeting and it felt it feels so naturally a part of my Sunday ritual now and it's been Mm -hmm. now about we're on to the fourth month so it's been just over three months that we've been having these meetings once a week and now it's just a part of my my routine and and so it's it's not exactly right now it's not the longest term commitment because it has just been over three months, but I'm committed to doing the work for as long as I need to do the work because it's not like there's an end point to when you're done doing, you know, anti-racist work. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of this, hopefully one day, (laughs) hopefully one day, but but it's not like you have this written out checklist. It's just kind of continuing to dive into the deeper interest intricacies and, and so I, I don't have an end goal. I don't have an end date in mind. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like doing this for however long I need to be doing it, which is also kind of new for me because aside from romantic relationships, I don't think that there's anything really in my life that I've committed myself to that doesn't have hard goals along the way or hard um, hard uh, finish line or yeah just little little points along the way where I feel like I've achieved things where I can ah. I can definitely say oh I achieved this you know I mile feel like markers. education yeah mile markers that's what it is yeah like, I feel like education is a really good example because you get you know you graduate from elementary school and then you graduate from junior high and then from high school and then mm-hmm. from college and then maybe you want go yeah. on and do more and you have your mile markers and for this for this group I don't really have mile markers. I can look mm-hmm. back and say, wow, I'm, I've learned this much. And there are, little, there are little moments of recognition of growth, but there isn't any sort of real satisfying achievement awards or anything like that. Yeah, no which, participation awards. Yeah, which I think is what also helps commitment or it helps you, what helps you stay committed in other situations, you know, which is why I think it's really interesting when you talk about writing your book over and over, how it's, yeah. uh, it's also very similar. Do you feel like, do you feel like you have mile markers or do you feel like you've had achievement awards along the way? Uh, ooh, um, uh, yeah, yes. 
Yes, I would say yes. Um, I mean, man, oh, sorry. I'm I'm just like it's like total total transparency here. Um, that you asked me that and actually kind of brought up some uncomfortable feelings because what should have been mile markers and those moments of achievement weren't for me because I had so much self hate to get over for my work. Mm. Um, which I feel like, you know, again, could be another topic in itself. Um, and so there was never a, like when I finished that first manuscript in high school, um, there was this feeling of like, writing that last scene and being like, oh my God, I just wrote the first draft of a book. Mm -hmm. Holy crap. I just did this. And that lasted for like, I don't know, 20 minutes. And then, (laughs) (laughs) and, and then I was like, well, I got to get it published. So then I like actually like submitted it to agents and, and, um, actually like remember pitching to agents and, Um, and it was just sort of like, you know, even then it's like, I, that was a mile marker, Mm -hmm. but you know, I'm 18 and I'm pitching to agents and of course they're telling me no, because it's not (laughs) good. And so it's just like pure devastation. And, (laughs) and then it's like, and then again in college, it was like, actually I did all these illustrations and I built the website and I put it out there and, and, and it's, and that should have been a mile marker was like the day that, that I published, you know, it's like I, I launched the site mm-hmm. and it's like, instead it was just like pure terror overtook me. And I was like, Oh my God, this was a horrible mistake. And I like took it all down really fast. And so it was like, yeah. And so there, there with that project in particular, you know, I don't want to like go back and like make it a big sob story, but it's like with that project in particular, it's like, I recognize that there definitely were markers that were an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just didn't know how to handle them, mm-hmm. uh, nor, re- and I had no idea how to receive them, um, which, you know, could be something to note for our audience is that, you know, you might actually be hitting those markers along the way, but yeah, you, you don't realize that you're hitting them because of internal conflict or because there's something in you that you've not that you've not addressed as far as the love of yourself and the love of your work, Mm -hmm. because like it or not, that's what it boils down to. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I will say though that, uh, you know, I'm currently writing it for the third time and, you know, it's like I've conquered a lot of inner demons and there's so much more satisfaction in writing it this third time. Mm -hmm. Um, like writing different scenes, um, you know, hurdling different, uh, different plot developments that may have stumped me. Um, and, and even to the point where I'm just like, no, it's like the end goal is to like pitch this to agents and, 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 and get it published and not be ashamed of the publication. And knowing that when I hit those points, I have, it's like, I have to give myself credit and feel good about it. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And the, the, the the tiny house has been a boot camp in commitment yes. and a boot boot camp in mile markers and I can truthfully say that I don't think I would have recognized the the need 
the, the lack of recognition for my for myself and the mile markers I, I was hitting mm-hmm. had I not built the tiny house because it is a boot camp. Yes. It's a little more tan it's a little more tangible. Yeah. You know, you're just like <laughs> oh, it's I, like I put in I finished this um bathtub or I finished putting in the, the walls this yeah. year and finished staining the window frames and yeah exactly and 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 like erecting a wall Mm -hmm. and then like all I can do is be like oh this is wrong with it this is wrong with it this is wrong with it I'm like what is wrong with me oh my god like you need to like like, recognize how what you're doing here where you're going back Mm -hmm. you're building it in the sleet in the snow in the blazing heat you know it's like just just and you keep going back to it we could have sold it we could have sold it and said, fuck this and gotten in an apartment and called it a day, but we haven't yet. Mm-hmm. My husband's out there right now. He's putting in lights. Aw, <laughs> Killing it. So, and, you know, when you were talking about um, that, you know, the, the anti-racism mindfulness group that you keep showing up for it and you keep doing it. We did talk about this last week, how there is momentum that is gained when you keep showing up Mm -hmm. and how eventually commitment no longer feels like commitment. It just becomes habit. Yes. And it just becomes a part of what you do. And it becomes so much easier at that point. Yes. And and that, that, that going back... And that feeling of obligation and that feeling of I got to do this Mm -hmm. is actually, at least in my experience thus far, temporary. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I feel like you can take a lot of different areas of your life and say the same thing. Because just recently I've been thinking a lot about how, how I did not grow up an active person. I didn't play any sports. I didn't really exercise. I went on walks with my mom and I played softball for two years. But I was not... I was not in any athletics, anything. And, mm-hmm. you know, I first I first started doing yoga with you in college, and that totally changed the tra- trajectory of my life because now being an active person is so much a part of who I am, and it's so – I'm so committed to my – like the strength of my body, the strength of my mind, and my overall health. And I mm-hmm. – talk to other people who exercise is just a chore it's so laborious Mm. for them and it's so hard to just like get up and go on even just a half hour walk or something and for me it's so it's so natural and it was a a friend of mine a long time ago once said to me that before you're 30 your body takes care of you and after 30 you have to take care of your body and so it was always my goal (laughs) to, to instill habits so that when I got to 30 and beyond, it was just second nature. It was not mm-hmm. a chore. And so it was very much that, that same mentality of I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm forcing myself to do something all the time. I want it to just be natural. And the only reason why it feels natural now is because I know how good I feel after I go for a run or after I do a yoga session or after I sit down and meditate. It's not, it's not usually the practice of doing it. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. the practice of doing it where it actually feels good. But most of the time, the practice of doing it is actually really, really challenging. But afterwards, I feel so good. And because that is that feeling of post-exercise is so ingrained yeah. in me and, and rewarding to me now, it's yeah. something that I crave on a regular basis. 
And I, f- I feel like you can kind of apply that to, to anything. Like the act of actually doing the thing is not always going to be enjoyable. Sometimes it will be. Sometimes it will be really enjoyable. But usually once you've accomplished the thing, or even if you, if it's, regardless of if it's a big thing or a small thing, it's the, it's the, the accomplishment of doing the thing feels really good. Because even, you know, these podcasts, whenever we record a podcast, it feels well, this is actually different because it's so enjoyable to record them with you. But <laughs> I guess I'll go back to the mindfulness and anti-racism group. It's not always fun to do the work. It's not always fun to sit down. No. It's actually really challenging. But it is, like I said, now my Sunday morning meetings are just regular for me. And I always feel so good after having the conversation and after doing the work. And I can look back now and say, like, wow, I've learned, I've learned this much. And my... You know, the way that I, I see things is different. So, yeah. I was I was also, when you were describing the commitment to being active and how now it's more or less intertwined with your, with your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, though, how that did take time to, to build. It took like, a long time. It, it t- yeah. And, and I... I think that there is maybe a misconception about self-discipline that it is something that just turns over. You know, it's like you have the adage of it takes 21 days to make a habit. Right. And I don't know, maybe it does, but maybe it actually takes a lot longer to really, I mean, to the point where like you don't even think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I because say I say it's probably different depending on what it is that you're trying to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, because, like, I, I had kind of something similar. Like, when I was in high school, I was overweight, and I had, and I just started to slowly learn how to cook, because mm-hmm. um, I just, I wanted to lose weight really badly, um, and it's like, it, it, it's like at this point, you know, that was probably when I was 16, you know, and, and, and now it's like another 16 years later, it's like now cooking's just like, and that eating and that lifestyle, it's, it's like, it's just a part of it. But I mean, it took a certain amount of commitment to show up. And now that we're kind of talking about it, I do think that to keep going back, there does have to be a degree of passion and interest. Like it's like finding that motivation. Yeah. It's like, it's like you, um, you know, for better or for worse, um, vanity drove me. <laughs> um, I mean, that was my initial. That was, that was, yeah. yeah, that was probably my initial an, initial reach into mm-hmm. being active. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know, just the, the mindfulness and anti racism. There needs to be a shorter, a shorter. I know. You need to come up with an acronym for that. It's the M A R group. But, the MAR group. Yeah, sure. Mar. Yeah. It's not, it's not beautiful, group. but I know it's such a long name. Our hashtag is Mar. long. Our URL is long. Our email is long. It's like it's all long. <laughs> hey, but process of progress is not that short either. <laughs> no, it's not, but it, you can call it a pop. It's a little that, more that makes, yeah, yeah. And rhythmic, for sure. Um. 
and your um, your motivations for Mar, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> where, where that um, you know you you have this feeling of like what you learned and 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but there's I think a motivation to just like just the justice of it all. Yeah, knowing you and your Libra Moon, like <laughs> just that there there's a certain amount of justice that you just feel is is needed and brought to the table and yes. I just think it's really interesting for people to individually explore what brings them back to. Completely. Yeah. Because if I think that's also helpful to know, because if we know why we stay committed to something and why we keep doing the thing that's hard for us to do and why we keep going back to it, then that really gives us insight into who we are because we're understanding our motivations. Mm-hmm. My therapist and I had a conversation last week about growth where she asked me, she was just kind of asking me what growth means to me. And, and I had never really thought about it. I had never really thought about why I'm, I actively want to work on growing and improving Mm. and Mm. what that, and what that means. And Ooh. yeah, and careful, you might be getting into another podcast topic. I know, I don't want to, I don't like, want to, oh, snap. Yeah, I know. It's like, I wait don't a second, go my brain's it. going. I don't want to go into it too much, but yeah, you know, growth and personal growth in all areas of my life is my driving force for everything, whether it be this podcast, which is all about growth and mm-hmm. personal improvement, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. To, you know, wanting to go back to school that I'm something that I'm working on to, and even like starting the yoga studio to being an active human being and wanting to improve my health and maintain health and all of that to like, there's so many little things and growth is, is the motivating factor, but to then understand why and what growth means to me like diving into that question led me to a place where I I was like, Oh wow. I really understand more about my purpose and more about what, like how I want to show up as a human in this world and what I value. And, Mm. and I think that there are so many things that we all are naturally committed to or have already chosen to commit ourselves to. And maybe if we just take a moment to ask ourselves where that motivation and commitment comes from and why it's there and what drives that we'd find a Mm -hmm. lot of information about ourselves for sure. Okay. Well, uh, (laughs) note to self that that'll be our next episode. (laughs) It's about growth because I'm just like, I'm really trying to hold my tongue because we have to wrap this up. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) And really quick, just to uh, to summarize, um, (laughs) (laughs) because we did talk when we first recorded this about how it does take uh, reminding ourselves sometimes to go back and remember the that getting the two marshmallows at the longer end of the journey <laughs> <laughs> versus the single marshmallow immediately is so much more satisfying and it it can be the journey can sometimes be difficult but getting comfortable with with that journey to those eventual two marshmallows is very very satisfying and it just takes that's right yeah that was gonna be that's gonna be our social media post <laughs> yes two two marshmallows yes because yeah yeah so um 
Speaking of marshmallows, actually, that's a perfect segue yes. into our, <laughs> our, our wrap-up question. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> it's a very deep question. It's a super it's deep question. Deep I mean, anything that has to do week. with marshmallows, you know it's going to be, like, deep. It's really profound. Yes. So metaphorical. <laughs> so, uh, a lay is back. Many moons ago, visited San Diego. It was actually, however, it was like right around this time. Remember, I just sent you that photo of you in San Diego. Oh, yeah. That memory, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was, that was, that made me feel so good. I was like, oh, my God. Memories. Um, We were, yeah, so that trip, uh, we were getting burritos Mm -hmm. at Benny's Burritos. Roberto's. We were walking Roberto's, mm-hmm. my bad. It's okay. Oh my god. No, Ben oh Benny's oh, Benny's shit. Was in New no, York. that was I know when they closed. Yeah. Anyway. Um Yeah, and we were talking about what spirit food we would be. Mm-hmm. If we were food. Mm-hmm. What would we what would we be mm-hmm. and why? And so we're here to share this with you this week. Yes. What food we would be and why. <laughs> so I have two answers. Yes. <laughs> because in thinking about if I were a food there's a part of me that that wants to answer that yes I definitely am a tortilla filled (laughs) meal Mexican meal (laughs) I think I I originally chose burrito because it's kind of whitewashed and I am you know Hmm. Mexican with a lot of other white uh, <laughs> um, ethnicities. You're blonde-haired, blue-eyed. Mexican, German, yeah. Irish, all that. Um, but I still kind of think that I have, I have evolved into a taco because mm-hmm. I don't think I'm as closely wrapped as I was before. Uh, I don't think I hold so much inside of me. I think I'm a little more open to expressing myself and showing off my insides. See, I told you it was a deep question. Super deep question. Good good (laughs) shit, Hollis. (laughs) And I think that I'm still very portable. You can take me anywhere. Um, (laughs) And I also think that I'm more of a corn tortilla than a flour tortilla now. I think I'm Mm. a little bit of the, the sweeter on the outside mm. and crunchy deliciousness that spills out from the inside. But, okay, so that's my answer one. Answer two, okay. if I were just yeah. a single food, that, like, uh-huh. plant edible food, I would be what my boyfriend now calls me, which is a pineapple. <laughs> so sweet, literally <laughs> and metaphorically. But because pineapple makes my tongue feel fuzzy I have to put salt on it so I'm a salty pineapple (laughs) you are a pineapple you're totally a pineapple I'm totally a pineapple you're just yeah you're just yellow Mm -hmm. and tall Mm -hmm. and you've got got my your big hair curly (laughs) curly ponytail on the top of my head yep (laughs) it's perfect I love it (laughs) so Cece are you still what you said you were way Um, back when when we first asked this question? Yes, but, you know, I think that my mine has evolved just a little bit as well. Oh. Yeah, because I 
you know, once upon a time, said that I was a croissant. And and I still think I'm a croissant mm-hmm. because I, I am a minimalist. Mm-hmm. And uh, croissants are actually a, a minimalist food. There's not very many ingredients that go into them. There, there's nothing special that goes into a croissant dough. Nothing at all. Just it is butter. The technique. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Does the tick? Uh, yes. There's a lot of butter. Which <laughs> I'm tempted to say, if I was a singular food, I'd just be a stick of butter. <laughs> <laughs> You're more than just a stick of butter, sis. <laughs> It's about the technique mm-hmm. to make these minimalist ingredients mm. into something, actually something pretty remarkable mm. and layered and complex. Oh. And so I was like, I feel like that that suits me. It's like I'm 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 not that complicated, but because of my my interests and the techniques I have applied to my life, I'm I'm I'm. I have a lot to say, and mm. I feel like I'm an interesting person. Mm. So even though the building blocks are, I think, pretty simple. Mm. Um, you soft but, and fluffy on the inside? Yes. Yeah. And flaky on the outside. And flaky on the outside. Yes. <laughs> I've, I once once heard it described as uh, the the outside of a croissant sh- should shatter. It's like, oh. Oh. Well. Yes. Interesting. It's like, like a... Like a broken mirror. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, what pretentious but, person told you that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh me! That was me. That was all me. <laughs> That's what pretentious person told me. Cecilia that. was so. writing a poem, an ode to croissants, <laughs> and she said, "The crust should shatter like, like a, a mirror, me. <laughs> like a broken mirror, in which I see my soul." Displayed in many reflected before me <laughs> in many millions of pieces, just like the inside of a croissant. <laughs> Keep going. Go on. <laughs> Which, if you stare closely, you can see the whole galaxy. <laughs> and thus, okay, so more of my sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Do not apologize for that. Um. <laughs> If, if I was a singular food item, well, okay. It's really funny that you said if you're a singular food item that you'd be a pineapple. Yes. And my immediate thought was, well, if I was a fruit, I think that I would be my favorite fruit, which is a blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Oh, you are a blueberry. <laughs> I just pictured a pineapple and a blueberry sitting <laughs> next to each other. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's about right. Oh, man. Uh, we've hit the end of this podcast. So, if you have been enjoying listening to us, please go and and rate us. Give us some stars. It really helps to get get the word out. Mm-hmm. You can also contact us mm-hmm. via our website and our um, Instagram. In our Instagram, um, you can rate us. On, yes. your, on whatever uh, podcast platform you're listening to us to on. Yeah. You're on <laughs> Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, hopefully soon Stitcher. We'll, we'll have to talk about that one. Yeah. 
Expanding soon. Um, expanding soon. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, dear listeners. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. To learn more about the podcast and its creators, visit processofprogress.com. Connect on Instagram at process underscore of progress and on Facebook at process of progress podcast. If everything's yellow, you've found the right place. 